I basically burnt myself out completely because I was doing all this work, charging really low prices, had a really heavy caseload. The, the income wasn't enough and, and the length of time, and I was on my own. I went back a year later and saw my stats. And even though I hadn't written an entire year, I had over 100,000 views. And I was like, oh, oh well, okay then. Welcome to Yaro's podcast, where you'll discover the stories behind world-class performers, business builders, and enlightened leaders. Welcome to the show. Thanks for downloading this episode. Today, I have a long podcast interview, but I think it's well worth listening from start to finish because it's one of those podcasts where you really go on a journey with my guest, whose name is Kathy Brody, the founder of Discussing Dissociation, a blog and business around helping people with dissociative disorder, uh, sometimes called multiple personality disorders is an aspect of that. Basically, people suffering as a result of some kind of significant trauma, which you'll hear Kathy talk about in the episode. And she's basically been a person who's helped that segment of the population for her entire life and in more recent years has turned into a thriving information publishing business. What I love about Kathy's story is she's created a business that sells a variety of different digital products and you can hear her talk about the evolution of the business. So she started like a lot of people do selling consulting, coaching calls, helping people over the phone and in person. Later, she added email consulting to that. So providing an email service where people can ask for help and get responses. That actually turned into what I call a services arbitrage business, where she brought on a partner, a friend of hers who also has expertise in this subject and would then pass on the clients who wanted email support to the partner, basically outsourcing that, creating an income stream that doesn't require Kathy's time. So that's a, a great example of something I call services arbitrage. Incidentally, something I actually teach and practice. I have my own business called Inbox Done that you probably heard me talk about, which is also a business following that business model. And I teach it in a short course inside my Laptop Lifestyle Academy. If you're interested in that, that's laptoplifestyleacademy.com. Quick plug for that one. But Kathy also has uh, digital products, so a, a short course that she sells. And more recently, she's also been doing some big things with running a conference and she has a membership community with multiple tiers. So you're going to hear her talk about all those things and most of them she created in the last four years. And what she spends a lot of the early part of this podcast talking about, though, is everything before that. And that's really a bit of a heartbreaking story. She's ridden a roller coaster of having, as we all do on some level, these sort of rough times in her life, but she really hit rock bottom at one point when she was living in Australia and basically broke away from her husband. Her husband actually went into jail and during that process, she had to live in her car with her, her dog who was about to give birth to puppies. So she was basically homeless, living in her car. And then uh, you'll hear the story, basically the phoenix rising, as I said, as she got got back into her business and was able to break free. And, and now, for the last five years, has been running this amazing personal brand powered business that really, as you'll hear me mention many times in this episode, is driven because she made one choice. She started a blog, a website where she shares content helping people with this problem, dissociative disorder. And she's been doing that 
almost for 20 years now. It started in 2002, 2003. And every single opportunity, every single revenue stream income source that she's created since then has somehow come about because of that blog. So it's a real uh, demonstration of the power of consistent blogging over time. Now, she's been consistent, not the same kind of consistency. You know, there's been periods of her life where she stepped away from regular blogging, but it, it was always there. It was something that was reaching people, helping people, and that gave her a platform to do everything that she has done uh, since then. Uh, it's actually why I call my webinar, I have a free training. It's called the Platform Launch Plan, platformlaunchplan.com. Second plug for my intro here. And it's, it's a perfect example. Kathy's story is a perfect example of someone creating a platform using a blog and then that led to all kinds of opportunities for additional income streams, a whole new business in some ways with services arbitrage, running conferences, a membership site with a consistent income stream there. Wonderful story. I can't wait to share this with you. But bear in mind, it's a long one. So settle down, grab something to eat or drink if you need it, and uh, enjoy this episode with Kathy Brody. Kathy, I am so glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks, Yaro. It's been a long time coming, but it's it's exciting to be here. So thanks for having me. It really is. Like for those listening, Kathy has been in my world for many, many years as a person who's taken my my coaching programs. But not only that, actually has continued to show up on coaching calls, continue to show up in our member forum, reporting back the changes in her business and the new things she's testing. What I love about Kathy's story, which we're going to dive into in today's episode, is uh, yes, she's a person who helps others with her knowledge, like a lot of people who follow me, who a lot of our fellow graduates of Blog Mastermind, myself included. She's doing it with information products. She has a membership site with multiple tiered levels. You've been doing a no phone consulting for a long time. Mm-hmm. even have a services arbitrage business where you basically provide email consulting. Mm-hmm. I want to dive into all of that, plus the products I'm not mentioning that I'm sure you've got. But I think, Kathy, we should probably first of all say, what exactly do you help people with? Okay. Well, my background is in clinical social work. And since the uh, late 80s, I've been working with... Mid-80s, I've been working with uh, sexual abuse trauma survivors And then in the late 80s, I developed a specialty. I didn't know at that moment, but it became my specialty to work with dissociative trauma survivors. So these are people who have had the most extreme trauma in their lives, grew up in the most extreme. uh, Oh, they've had everything from sexual abuse, physical abuse, mind control. I mean, organized. Sometimes they're in organized trafficking. Sometimes they've been sold into pedophilia or, or sex rings. It's really heavy duty stuff. So that's the kind of childhood they had. And sometimes it creeps all the way up into their adult life. So those are my people. (laughs) (laughs) Really really heavy duty, even split personality. The term is technically dissociative identity disorder. So dissociative disorders is the shorter term. People might know it as multiple personality disorder. So those, yeah, those are my folks. Yeah. So that is not a light subject. No. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously it's something that people look for help with. So there's a need. And I'm assuming because of your background, but actually, let me ask you this. I don't really know your story beyond when we connected with basically internet marketing. You came to my world with this skill set already. But if we go, you know, back in time, because it sounds like, you know, you, you kind of gradually became, or like you said before, this became your expertise. 
if we go back to very young Kathy, maybe you know university days, high school days, were you looking to get into social work, some kind of area? Like, what were you studying? Well, pretty early on, I had I had three big choices in when I was going through high school, which way to go with my path in life. One of them was I like psychology, social work. wasn't I was more thinking social work. I was always the kind of dear Abby at school, and everybody came to me with their problems. And I grew up in a family where helping people was the you know that that was the value that we had in our family. So that was one option. The other option was going into professional music because I've done a lot of I've got a music degree as well and done lots of work for me. Oh yes. <laughs> lots of my first love my first keyboard was a piano where I was spent till age 30 <laughs> I probably spent more time sitting on a piano bench or the organ bench pipe organ was my was my instrument in university. Then I did walking. I'm going to spend hours and hours and hours a day playing and, and traveled around with groups and played professionally. Started playing professionally at age 12. So, wow. Yes. Okay. So musically, that was one option. And then my third preference was working or uh, going into veterinary school. So I was trying to make a big decision. And somehow social work, psychology won that battle. But I incorporate, you know, to be honest with you, I incorporate animals into what I do today. I have a piano CD, so I incorporate that into what I do today. So I still bring in those other elements of what I was doing in my life even before I started working with trauma survivors. Okay. Now, born and raised in Australia or no, am I, am I no, wrong? No, not, no, are you? I no. didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> born in America. Right. So I, I'm, a, I'm born in the States, but at age 10, we moved to Saskatchewan. So at age 10, I started living in Canada and my folks still live there. I have brothers up there and, and my family's divided. Half of us are born in America and half of us are born in Canada. And my parents are dual citizens and one, one, two, one of my brothers is a dual citizen and uh, lived there, went through school there, high school and all that stuff. And then I went to college and university back down in the States by my grandma's house. So I went back and forth, back and forth for five years. I did my bachelor's and my master's in, in a five-year span. And so I went back and forth and back and forth between being in Missouri or Kansas for school, and then back to Saskatchewan to work in these youth centers where I was work, learning about the traumatized children and stuff like that. So it wasn't until, and then my first job after college was back in Saskatchewan. So I lived there until 92, met the doctor that introduced me to dissociative disorders in Canada because he was from Winnipeg. And, you know, I was in Regina and we were um, working on a, I was handpicked for a particular situation that had happened into this uh, little child facility that I worked with. Uh, one of the, I don't want to mention the name, but uh, so they, they handpicked me to work with her and she had just been diagnosed, but as what they called MPD at that point in time with this fellow named Dr. Colin Ross. He was the big hooey, hooey, hooey to deal back <laughs> in that day. So it was really exciting to get to work with him. And he coached me through two years of work with her. And then after we finished working with her, he, he had gotten a, a job offer in Dallas, Texas. And then he said to me, hey, Kathy, I'm going to Dallas. You want to come? I don't think he even realized at that point that I was technically an American citizen. So it made it super easy for me just to pack up my bags and say, oh, go to Texas. Sure, I'd love to. And within, uh, within two months after that, I was, had moved myself and my family down to Dallas. And that was in the 90s. 92, or I think 92. So that's, uh, you know, bounced all around. There's no Australia in this story at all yet. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) 
met Ozzy in Dallas, ended up getting married and headed to Brisbane in 2011. So that's how I got to Australia. And I've been there theoretically since then. Just to bridge the gap though. So in, from the 90s all the way to 2011, in the, when you went to Australia, you were in Dallas basically honing and helping people in this dissociative disorder right. space. Right, because right. in that time frame, I did work at the uh, specialized hospital that Dr. Ross had invited me to come down to. Did that for three and a half years, plus had a, a private practice that I was building, built you know, full-time, hours upon hours upon hours of work. Other things in life happen, you know, because life is always bumpy and complicated and stuff like that. And somewhere around 2003, I believe, my younger brother said, hey, you know, I had young kids and I was just kind of going nuts. And my, oh, and my, my office at that point in time, actually, let me just think, they were retiring and closing the office and that was, you know, they were just closing their business and everything. So all of us that were working with them had to go somewhere else. And my brother said, hey, you need to have a website. And I'm going, what's a website? I only hardly have a computer. I didn't have a computer at that point. I had to go buy a computer <laughs> to, to do this dream that he presented to me. Is this like early 2000s, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah okay. 2002, I think, is when we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. He built my first website for me. He's quite, he's still in the IT industry and stuff like that. And I was offering, you'll, be, you'll think it was funny, Yara, I was offering $5 emails. <laughs> <laughs> So was that in response to basically that office closing down? Were you technically out of work then? So you were looking maybe this new thing, the internet, could be an income stream? Was that the thought behind the website? Well, I was I was in private practice, so I okay. could have done any number of things. But I, I wanted to be at home more. I, did, I had a lot of things going on with my kids and stuff like that. And working from home just sounded like a dream to come true. So I started that a little bit and didn't have an office for a number of years because I was doing the... Um, I started my phone calls then and I did a few email things, but I wasn't pricing them anywhere you know later. That was a yeah. big ordeal well, for me, right? Let's talk about that first website. And I want to connect this with a very important question that I haven't asked yet that I do want to ask now. What kind of process is it to help someone with dissociative disorder and how much help can you offer outside of you know a clinical environment? Because like, you today email, online forums, phone calls, conferences. There's a lot of different ways to interact. But even back then, when you consider doing phone calls and emails for the first time, yeah, how do you help people and how far can you help them progress just with with dialogue with them? Well, in my situation, actually a fair bit because the field of dissociative disorders is highly misunderstood and not many people understand it in the first place. They don't know how to address it. They don't know how to deal with it. And so what I would get in would be just questions about, you know, pretty specific questions about such and such and such. And even though I could only hit the certain point, but I could at least answer their question about a, that thing. Because it's it's like when you have a specialty, you know, you can waste a lot of time talking to your general practitioner who knows all kinds of things, but you go to your cardiologist and in 15 minutes you get your answer. You know, so right. it's it's that kind of thing where by the time I built the website, I'd had... 15 whatever plus years of experience in, in and had already met hundreds and hundreds of people with DID. I had a big range of experience because I'd been at the hospital, I'd been in a private practice and I'd had groups and I'd had, at the hospital I was doing 10 groups a week. I was meeting hundreds of people. I had, I was just soaking in the population and, and the learning. So answering questions and finding out, well, this works, but that doesn't work. Do this, not that. 
became something I could do because I'd had enough experience to give these answers and they couldn't find them anywhere else. That's why people were coming to my, my first website in the first place, because I had a lot of content on there. And so it was, and it was coming up, it was on the first page of Google pages and stuff like that for dissociative source orders. It was, it was a hot spot for that, mm. you know, that those early days. Well, let's talk about that then. Cause uh, I, obviously you came into this with so much knowledge in your head and then this new platform, the internet, is now available. In early 2000s, while it was early, it wasn't new. Like by then, there was all right. the, you know, the Amazons and the Ebays and Google and, and so on. So you had seen websites, even though you hadn't bought a computer yet, your brother helped you do that. Um, once you <laughs> had the sorry. computer, like, and you're not, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, we're not coming from a technical background. Oh so. gosh, no, I, <laughs> heavens no, no, no. I can barely so how, how did you approach, so your brother builds this website, you probably, you know, tell him I want this domain name or something like that, if you can get it. And then they, I don't know, I don't think there was a, a WordPress. Maybe it was just coming around in 2000. I did not have WordPress, no. Right, so you had a basic HTML website. And then do you just sit down and write articles and then hand them to your brother and he adds them to your website? Is that yes. kind of how it that works? That became the process. I would write something and then I would hand it to him and I would wait who knows how long for it to happen. And if I had edits or updates, I would also hand them to him. Again, twiddle my thumbs and wait forever because he was busy doing lots of things. It wasn't right. just, you know, there was no, by no means enough to be employing him properly. And that actually is what led me to getting a blog because I was going nuts waiting for him to do the updates and he was going nuts with how many updates I was sending him. <laughs> you know, it, and it just wasn't working for either one of us. And I needed something that I could actually manage like in terms of administration, something simple enough for me because not a clue when it comes to any of that stuff. Haven't had any computer training whatsoever. So I had to find something simple. And I've known my email consultant person for lots of years. And they had said to me, have you ever thought about a blog? (laughs) (laughs) I said, a blog? What's a blog? And so that idea came from there and went and looked at the blog and, oh, I could actually write and do things and, you know, I could edit and add and without hassling my brother. And that became truly the reason why I started it because I wanted to add more and more content to the website, but I, I couldn't do it. Mm. Tell me, how do you tackle that first phase of writing content in terms of what to cover? Like, what did you, did you have a list of these most important 10 topics and you would just sit down and write them? Like, how do you determine a strategy for your content back then when you really, you know, you weren't an internet marketer, you didn't know how to sell, you just wanted to share what you knew, right? So what did you, (laughs) how did you start back then? I started in my mind thinking, what are the messages I want to say to dissociative survivors? And I probably didn't do it the right way. I know I did, actually, I know I didn't do it the right way, but I just wrote it. Uh, out things that I wanted that population to hear. One of my first articles in the first month was called 50 Different Areas of... I kept have to look it up to see, but there's 50 different areas of treatment for dissociative people. And it was just like... And then I just kind of went from there. And I just... Well, it's such a big topic to me because when you know something, you can talk about it for forever, right? There's a thousand different things to say. So I just would think of... I wrote every week, sometimes, most times, twice a week, just to get stuff out there because I knew I needed the content. And I just picked things that I was teaching my population. Like, what would I want to tell them? And I did a few, like, artwork series. I did 
just basic education that that I you know that I've been already telling trauma survivors for you know 20 years what mm. what is it that I say to them what over and over and over and over and over and so I was writing articles about that kind of stuff and just kind of whatever I felt like really <laughs> when did you start to notice results like was there a comment oh, or an email or what happened it happened pretty quickly I got results within the first month one of the other probably because uh, I was on wordpress.com Mm-hmm. And so, you know, other blogs would link into your blog kind of thing. And I got noticed by a different site that had a lot of dissociative followers. And when that person noticed me, she brought a lot of her people, to, you know, basically said, oh, hey, have you read this resource? And then I made the decision at that point in time, I was going to respond to every single comment mm-hmm. <laughs> which I did for many years, every single comment that came in. So I was building my connection with my readers that way. And then I would answer questions and it was, it was pretty time consuming, but it was also, I was getting, I got results pretty quickly. Oh, like right from, from the month one. And then I think that interaction, and then I just kept writing more and more and more posts. They would say, what about this? And then what about this? And by that time, they were giving me questions and topics. I didn't even have to think of topics. It, it was like, oh, okay, I'll write about that. And so it just went, and I just did that for years. And then, so that was December 2008 when I started it. Oh, okay. So this is, so you, from 2002, with your brother setting you up a basic website, it wasn't for six, six years later before you got started with WordPress. Right. Wow. Okay. So there was six years of working with your brother very slowly then, huh? Yes, very slowly. They were difficult years. We had some other family things happen and it was a, a complicated time. But but yeah, it was finally, you know, we were both pulling our hair out. And so just to clarify then, did, did you get any clients during that six-year period? Or oh, did it all- yeah, of course. Absolutely. I, I, I did. And then when I got the blog, I got even more clients. Oh, okay. And so I got... Yeah. Talk about clients then, because I, I mean, before the blog even started, how did you know how to sell something? Like, how did you know how to take money? All those sorts of issues. Well, that was my brother, because <laughs> okay. he, he knew how to set up PayPal and stuff like that. Okay. So he set up PayPal for the online, for the phone calls that I was doing then, because there was... Do you remember the first one? Like the first time you got a PayPal email that, you know, someone had paid money to, to hire you? And was that a big moment? Maybe it wasn't. It was only $5 back then, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Or 25 is 25. five or 20. It wasn't, okay. it was, yeah. Well, I had the five or the 25 or, <laughs> or I think the big one was a 50 or a 75. I can't remember. I think it was 50 and I eventually raised it to 75. Okay. But see, nobody bought the big ones. I, they all bought the little ones because that's, it was stupid of me. I didn't know how to, you know, I, something, you know, at that point in time, people were still new to, I think, buying things. And there was still controversy whether you could do mental health online Mm. and was it appropriate or was it not appropriate? Like it was still an ethical issue, right? Uh, I mean, it's not now, you know, thanks to COVID, everybody does it like, hey, I was doing this first, you know? Mm. (laughs) So it, it was kind of tender ground and, you know, was, I had to try to figure out, could I interrupt with someone who already had a therapist or, you know, so there was a lot of ethical things to try to sort out as well. Okay. How how did you deal with that? Because, you know, over the years I've had many people come to me saying, listen, I want to teach what I teach, but I'm not a qualified, you know, PhD or medical doctor or uh, especially the medical doctor when I'm not a clinical Mm -hmm. qualified person. I've just been practicing and helping whether it's, you know, one-on-one or in groups or anything like that, but they're not qualified in inverted commas. You know, you were qualified in social work area, but again, you're not the medical doctor side or psychologist side, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. 
um, Kathy. Correct. So how did you right. get, Correct. Like, did you have to get over that, that challenge, especially when you came online and decided to charge money for your time that way? Well, I made it really clear in my information pages because I had information pages and legal pages and what I cover and what I don't cover and made it very clear. I don't do this. I do this, but not that. And sort of set it out right up front to say, you know, don't ask me to do this and this and this because that's crossing certain lines, but I'll talk to you about this. And I made it always very open that if their um, therapist was saying something different than I was, that I wasn't trying to interfere. And, and either if we couldn't work as a team, then they obviously needed to stick with their main therapist, you know, their local person. That was kind of my standard, like your local person trumps and I'm the adjunct. I'm just the support person. I'm the extra that comes in because I'm not trying to go in and take over anybody's mental health work. And so that has, that's been my attitude all along. Like I'm just the extra and it hasn't, hasn't caused me any issue. And and if Mm. there's people where the other therapist has real issues with it, then it's like, okay, well, sorry, but they, you can't talk to me then because they, they trump. They, Mm -hmm. they're the most important person, you know, unless, and actually the other thing I did is I opened up the doors to talk with the therapist as well. Like I always invited them in. They can be part of it. We can do, you know, all three of us can talk at the same time. I can be there with them. Or the other option is I will talk with your therapist and teach your therapist. And then your therapist can then address this issue with you. So I've done that, you know, that direction as well. Mm, Interesting. I didn't realize a therapist would potentially need you because they're just not a specialist. Like you said, you're the cardiologist to the general practitioner. Uh, Oh yeah. I I do a lot of teaching to other therapists because they've got clients that they're invested in or that they've been working with for a long time, but they don't know how to help them. You know, they've got a dissociative client. They're going, I don't even know what to do. So I answer their questions as well, which is lovely. I love that because, you know, that's, it's the teaching, but then also if they learn, then because they're going to meet more and more and more dissociative people, the population is up to like 3%. So that's thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there. If you you think, 3% of, of... 3% of the population is dissociative. Yeah. Like, like, like the, this, the, the idea dissociative. No. Yeah. That's, that's a so lot much of people. Strong. That is a lot of people. That's right. There's, that's there's no shortage. Yes. Mm. Yes. And that was one of my blog posts once upon a time. I said, because they'll say one to three. And, and those of us in the field think, well, it's pretty probably closer to three, even if it won. But what was it? You know, 75 billion people in the world so that's 7.5 million dissociative people something yeah. to that you know well, world population eight, 8 billion i think is the number for the globe well now, if it's so, 8 billion yeah. now see that's how old my blog post was um <laughs> <laughs> then there's you know you think that then there's 8 million dissociative people out there yeah so it's a big area not okay. everybody is online and searching but yeah right. there's well, plenty, that's... plenty of plenty of people and that's unfortunate, but that's obviously what's led to your, your business thriving. So can you take yeah. us back to then these early days where you're getting people buying, I assuming they just click the PayPal button, that's send it. you 25 or $50, then they, <laughs> um, they get told to like, they, they can send you the email to ask you a question, you write back, or they get told to book into your calendar and, and do a, a phone call. When that started happening, did you see this as this is my main business or this is just a little side income stream? What was your business? Oh, it was definitely my main business. Absolutely. So when did I I switch? I put a lot of time into it. And eventually I had enough local people that I had to go rent an office again. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So, this is like, so basically, this is almost like you switching away from working for someone else's clinic Mm -hmm. to starting your own in some ways. Right. 
Right. Like completely my own. Because I was already in private practice technically anyway, but it was 100% my own office. You know, and it was just an online office setting until, yeah, until I got enough local people from the Dallas, this is all from Dallas, the Dallas area that I needed to have an have an actual office office. And so even then it was the blog and the website bringing in people to my office office because my office was tucked away inside a, like I didn't have a sign or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was a very private office. I think I was inside a, um, like a, some sort of construction building. Now I can't remember, but there was a whole series that a whole bunch of us that were renting the office space. So they okay. didn't drive by and see any sign. They had to find me online. Mm. Take us forward. So the, you, you've got the blog going, your search rankings are improving, mm-hmm. other bloggers are linking to you. So you're mm-hmm. answering every comment on major That's blog. Right. I, was, I was on it. I, was, I did. I worked many, many, many hours a day. And I, I re- tried to write at least once a week, even you know for many years, and just being as real as possible and connecting to people. And it was just me. I didn't you know by the time I got the blog, my brother was like, okay, I'm done with this. You know, because <laughs> I, it wasn't enough to financially, it wasn't enough to, it was barely keeping me afloat at that point. And I couldn't, you know, pay him enough either, but it was keeping me at least a little bit afloat. So we were, I just built it from there. Yeah. But, okay. but yeah, I dedicated 10, you know, eight, 10 big hours, big hours of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I skipped a piece. 2005, I opened my first forum. Forum? Yeah, I had a forum. I had a forum. Um, free or paid? No, paid. Paid. Oh, okay. I had well, I had two sections. I had one side was free and one side was paid. So that also contributed to the growth of everything. So, And that's, that's what I did between. I'm thinking, what else did I do between? How much did you charge for that paid forum? It started out as 25 a month. And then it went up to 45 a month. And you were just answering questions with people there? Mostly, yeah. I was just kind of interacting with the conversations mm. and yeah. supporting the community. Sort of what I'm doing now, but not, not exactly the same. A, a so, much looser, gooser version, version okay. of that. Now I'm thinking if we're pushing towards 2008, nine, then you went to Australia, Right. And I'm also wondering, when did you take my course? Because the first version was 2007, but I, you, you took the second no. version, right? Yes. Yeah. 2010, I basically burnt myself out completely because I was doing all this work, charging really low prices, had a really heavy caseload. The income wasn't enough to balance the, the, the heaviness. Yeah. yeah. And the length of time. And the, the again, I was doing the form by myself. And in terms of like any kind of legal, like it was just all heavy, heavy, heavy. And I was on my own. I, you know, I didn't have the other people to, to work. It was, you know, I was just squishing through there. And so 2010, I kind of just hit my bottom in terms of burnout and tired and exhausted. And I was, I was ready to quit. In fact, I didn't quit. And in, in essence, I, I said, okay, I'm going to vet school. <laughs> Forget, <laughs> <That's the beginning. laughs> that's right. Forget these people. They're a lot of headache because it, it was a lot of trouble. It was, there was a lot of trouble and it was, you know, the early days of the internet and there is people, um, People coming to the forum and creating troubles and it was, you know, Facebook hadn't even started at that point. So there wasn't the free groups. And again, because it was new, I think I got a lot of the hassles that were coming towards like trauma survivors have predators that follow them Mm. because some of them who are not safe in the current day are still being owned or sold or they're trying to be recruited by, you know, there's lots of 
I mean, the sex trafficking industry out there, unfortunately, is live and well and looks for easy victims and dissociative people who've grown up with sexual abuse and have been traumatized severely are real easy targets to get pulled into these kinds of things and Mm -hmm. still be sold and all that stuff. So, and I had predators approaching and and it was just a battle and a half. So yeah, by 2010, I just was worn out and tired and couldn't do it anymore because it was, I was just too much, uh, you know, a lone wolf in that sense and fighting this battle by myself. So I started, went back to school, got biology and chemistry because I was, I had to get my sciences again in order to start veterinary school. (laughs) Amazing. So you you started this after a 30 year career. Uh, Maybe 20 year career, 25 year career, something long. It was definitely a a late late change. Yeah. A late change. Yeah. A late change. I thought, well, if I'm going to change, I got to do it now. I'm going to hurry up. And so, yeah, I went to school, took a couple semesters and then and then that's where in 2011 things changed because I was married to that Aussie by this time. And there were some problems in his family, medical issues and stuff like that. And my kids had both grown up at this point. They are off in their own apartments. And, and you know, I was not having to be the mom of the young kids. Neither one of them had kids. They were off doing their own thing. And uh, his mother was having health issues and she asked if we would come down. And the plan was just to kind of for a short while, probably, because it sounded like it was terminal, which turns out it was not. And it turns out she wasn't even sick. It was a bit of a trick. Oh, but that's wow. a whole other okay. <laughs> story. It's just to get you down to Brisbane, huh? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what that was. So we won't go there. But anyway, um, so we got to Brisbane, and instead of it being as short of a, you know, just a you know year or two is what we kind of thought. But no, that kind of became a permanent thing. So, but I had already been tired. I was worn out. I was, you know, going to throw it because it was too much work. I wasn't doing any of the websites and any of my online businesses the right way. Like I was worn out, bone tired. Mm -hmm. So my first five years in Australia, I didn't do it. (laughs) I took that those years to recuperate. I took those years to enjoy Australia. It's so beautiful there traveled around, not we didn't travel much, but even just Southeast Queensland is amazing with the waterfalls and the beaches and the trees. And, and, and it was a much needed mental health break for me, but I did continue to write on the blog. And when I wanted to, it was kind of like, this is a free service. I'm not getting paid for anything. I'll write when I want to. So when I do, I do. When I don't, I don't. You guys don't get to fuss at me because I'm not offering you any services. This is, you just be quiet out there. If I give you something, be happy. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. So I would go and sit out underneath the avocados and, and just write when I felt like it. Cause I still felt connected to who I call my people. Like I still, I didn't really feel like I should have theoretically completely abandoned them, except I couldn't deal with it anymore at the same time. Right. So that was my five-year break. It's a long time. Yeah. Well, it, well, and I was doing other things. The first years of bouncing around Australia, I didn't have solid internet and we moved. This is a whole lot of story, but we, we moved like 15 times. So I couldn't even get started. Again, couldn't get connected in. It was too much, a lot. It was exciting because I was seeing a whole different, you know, area and lots of different places, but you can't build a business if you're bouncing around like that. If there is just not nearly enough peace mm-hmm. in my world mm-hmm. to, to do that. And ultimately, that's what happened. He crashed and burned in a big, giant way. Big, 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 this is your big, 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 yeah, big, giant way. Which you know, if you're connected to somebody who crashes and burns, you kind of have to crash and burn as well. 
because at that point we were dependent on his career as opposed to because I it wasn't my career. Mm-hmm. And so when he crashed and burned and had his own explosions, which I probably don't want to go into all that, no, um, that's I mean. what devastated my life in December 2015. Absolutely everything just crashed. The finances were gone. The house was just renting anyway at that point. But I mean, there was no money for the rent. I, and yes, I was in the car. He was in jail and I was in the car. That's what happened at that point. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, he was gone having all kinds of legal health, mental health, legal issues of his own. Yeah. And I went to the car and I had my, my first litter of puppies in that time. car. <laughs> yeah. Because um, Pinky, my Kelpie was, I had come back over to Dallas for a couple, like six weeks because my, um, my first granddaughter was born and so I'd been over here to watch the babies and uh, to watch her, actually, it was only the one. And uh, I'd spend all, because I didn't have money in, in, in Australia, because I wasn't working, that I'd say what little bits I'd saved, I'd spent on the plane ticket to come over. And I'd just, I had just spent every living dollar I had to come over and to be with my first grandchild and all that stuff. And so I went back to this absolutely exploded mess. And so I was already penniless because I just spent it all. And so that's where the biggest disaster happened. And so the low, the low point of the low points, I'm, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, <laughs> there, there, it had been a bumpy road down. 2015 right. was a pretty bad year in a lot of ways. So it, it wasn't a complete surprise, but I mean, it was a bumpy, a bumpy road down. And so, but but by December 15, that was the end. I was like, okay, I'm out of this. You go to jail, and I'm going to go over here. <laughs> okay, so you you moved into your car because you couldn't afford rent. I yeah, now, well, and I was also waiting for the police. So therefore, the I was also, yeah, I was also in my car at that point, and I had my very pregnant puppy that was going to drop her pups at any moment. She was as big as a barrel, and yeah, we went into the car for several weeks. Okay. And she had her puppies there. Wow. In, in the car. Okay. As well. <laughs> it was a rough, th- because see, I, there wasn't any place for me to go while I was waiting for the police to finish doing what they needed to do. I couldn't go back to the house. It was over Christmas time, so nobody was working. Everything was closed. All the support help was gone. And there was about a month, I was just kind of figuring out what to do. Like, what mm. do I do? Because I didn't have my own business started. I wasn't doing anything yet. I was just writing occasionally in a blog. The story is one that you shared in my Laptop Lifestyle forums. I remember it being quite a, a pivotal moment because you talk about living in your car. You yeah. talk about the puppies, but you connect that with your groundbreaking moment of your first $10,000 a month in income from your business that we're going to hear about how you restarted it coming up next. But I remember bringing this up because I've included that little snippet from your forum post in a couple of emails that I send out through my, my newsletters and sequences. And I've had a number of people email me back saying, you made this up. This story can't be be true. (laughs) Not even challenging you. They're challenging me as in I made this up to try and convince people, you know, that you should buy my course sort of thing. So I'm glad you're here to, you know, you can feel the emotion in your voice here too. This is a very hard time in your life. Oh, Um, and this is me waiting years to talk to you about it because I would have been a bawling mess if I had talked to you much earlier. Yeah, fair enough. Understandable. Well, let's, let's talk about the Phoenix rising then. So what, what happened next? Well, I waited for my puppy to have her puppies. 
I did finally get a little bit of family support to carry over rent. And eventually back in somewhere in January, I was able to get back into a house and he was removed. So there's just more to that story, but we'll just leave that one over there. Fair enough. So I finally had my own place without the interruptions that were, had been happening. And I had to figure out how to regroup. And Australia is wonderful. They had different services and stuff for uh, women that were in the situation that I was in. And I got hooked to different places and, and I got hooked into a um, the NIS program, mm. you know, the NIS, the NIS program. And so my mentor was absolutely Just better clarify that for all the, the non-Aussies who have no idea what NEIS, NIS program is. I actually went through it as well. Yes, I, lived I in knew Australia, that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it or what was it when you did it anyway? National Employment Incentives Scheme or something like got that. got it, yep. Yeah, where they, they help no, provide National your... Enterprise, I think. Enterprise, okay, it's yeah, it's, it's about yeah, because you're supposed to create your own business. Yes, it's about you creating your own business. Yeah, yeah. So they help support you with your with your schooling and your some of your costs if you qualify and if you can prove that you have a valid business that needs time to start. And you have they give you about a year of support during that time. Yeah, I like to call and, it un- unemployment benefits for entrepreneurs. That's the way I felt like oh, it was. <laughs> well, it's sort of yes, except yeah. except I had to go through school. I had to go through a certificate, a business. Class. Class and I had to meet my men, my business mentor. You know, it wasn't, you didn't get to sit there and twiddle your thumbs. No, that's for sure. I, <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, you, they were just helping you do all the things you got to do when you build a business and providing that little bit of, and it wasn't much. I mean, I was still no. barely making, I wasn't even, it wasn't even enough to pay the bills. I had no. to get extra stuff happening to help pay. I could either, see, the problem was I could either pay for the car or I could pay for rent and I could either live in the car or I could live in the house mm. with no car. Like I, it was, th- those were my choices at mm-hmm. that, at that point, where was I going to go? And I picked the car because at least, at least I could get around and do other things. If you just live in a house, the, you know, you're pretty limited with mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But just so to clarify Australia for niece, wonderful to me. So with niece, did you go into that? Cause you have to have a business that you're running or at least trying to grow when you enter that program. Did you enter that with dissociative, disorder coaching business? Is that? Well, uh, yeah. Well, yes. Because what I had said as I, <laughs> when I made my application is I wanted to start a video course and for trauma survivors, because I thought, well, I got to go back to what I know. You know, I, I know all this stuff. I knew I ne- could go back to it because my first year in Australia in 2011 to 12, at the, my first year there, I didn't do much in the blog because I was, you know, I was mad at my population and I was done with <laughs> You know, blah, I'm not writing to you. And then I, but I went back a, a year later and saw my stats. And even though I hadn't written an entire year, now I think this is probably a little unusual, but even though I hadn't written in an entire year, I had over 100,000 views, like oh. over 100,000 in that year. And I was like, oh, oh, well, okay then, <laughs> you're still reading. And, and it was the amount of readers I was getting was bigger and bigger and bigger. And even power though of I evergreen content, right? Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was because that's what I wrote was evergreen content, everything I always wrote. And so that spoke to me and said, okay, <laughs> you, really, you really can't just drop this. Yeah. So take us through. You, so you're in Nice, you're living in your car and, and trying to get yourself back up and going. Yeah, it, yeah. the puppies were born and I sold that first letter of puppies for, for rent. And so I was getting back under my feet slowly. And um, Nice, 
my application was to do a video course, blah, blah, blah. It got assigned, got approved based on that, got assigned a business mentor. So it was my first talk with him. He's like, well, you know, he's asking me all these questions, right? And he says, what do you got? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I got this blog. And he says, you got a blog? And he said, and he said yeah. And so I always tell him at that point in time, I was getting about a thousand views a day. And he says, well, what do you make from that? And I said, well, nothing. <laughs> Don't make it thing. And I'd had it for like seven years at the seven and a half years at this point. And he's like, you don't make any money from that. And I said, no, you know, I was, you know, I was like, what am I going to do with the blog? I don't want to sell advertising, blah, 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 blah. He says, there are other ways. And I said, what do you mean there's other ways? And he says, why don't you Google that? <laughs> why don't you Google how to make money from your blog? And I said, are you serious? He says, yeah, see if you can find out how to turn your blog into a business. Okay, because in my mind, it was only you sell advertising or not. And I didn't want to sell advertising because that's, it was just, I didn't. And so I went and Googled it. And guess who showed up on the Google? You know, <laughs> there's this little Canadian boy from Brisbane. And I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> not from Saskatchewan, though, but close. <laughs> no, but, you know, Canadian was enough, you know, for, you know, that, okay, they're ding, ding. There's, and so you, yeah, your, your blog mastermind or something was one of the first things I saw. This is 2015? This is March 2016. 2016. Okay. So it's yep. not that long ago when we nope. think about it. I got it. approved um, in March, March 8th or 9th, 20, March 8th, 2016 for Nice. Mm -hmm. And I had my first business call with that, that man. Uh, he was wonderful. His name was Steve in that week. And so when I found your, you know, and so it would have been March 9th or 10th when mm -hmm. I, when I found you. So that's 2.0 version of my course. And I, I assume like it resonated with what you were trying to do with this business. Like you were trying to. Well, well, it's what my mentor had said to me. He says, go find out how to turn a blog into a business. Cause I didn't have a clue. I did not have a clue. I only knew of advertising and I didn't want to go that route. And so when I was looking at your, you know, whatever I was looking at those pages and, and you know, you're indicating all kinds of things. I thought, Oh, well, looky here. There's lots of lots of other options. I didn't even know that. Like I had not a clue there were other options um, because I didn't study blogs or anything. I was just writing my stuff. That's all. I'm in my own little world, writing my little happy little things, mm. <laughs> talking to my happy little people. <laughs> well, you, you you knew at least about forums and selling. I knew about well. I closed the form. I closed the form when I right. when I um when I moved to Australia because uh, things broke down in. in technical stuff. And I just mm -hmm. thought, I'm not even picking that back up. So that form died basically okay. in 2010 um, because, and it wasn't because I closed it, it was because it broke. And I was already in Australia at that point, or I guess early 2000, I thought I really stopped myself participating much in 2010, but um, Got it. it broke by 2011. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm done anyway. So don't even, don't even fix it. Just, mm -hmm. just leave it. So I, yeah, I knew some things, but I didn't know anything really enough about how to actually do it. So seeing your stuff was just like, oh my gosh, there's got to be other. And it was just the most exciting moment because it's like, you're kidding me. There are other things I can do besides stupid advertising. And, and I was just like doing cartwheels because I was so excited. So I took it back to my little mentor guy and I said, look, 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 look what I found. <laughs> you know, and this guy went to Nice as well, blah, 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 blah. You know, and so he, he approved it as part of my curriculum or whatever that I was doing uh, with, with 
with niece. Oh, and I didn't know that. Said, so yeah, yeah. So my, my course is an official niece approved course now. <laughs> well, it was for me anyway. I don't know <laughs> okay. if it is for everybody, but well, <laughs> actually, I, I he had me speak to a number of his people in his class because because it did work so well for me. So he, at least that guy, was telling other people as well. So you may have had other people join because of that. <laughs> You, you really, you really might have. Yeah, you're not the first person to mention Nice, so that's for sure. There's, yeah. there's, there's been a growing movement. But, but take us through that. Like, I'm curious. So you got approved to take Blog Mastermind after and, you finished. Well, I still had to also do the Nice stuff. And as well. the Nice stuff. So yeah. you, and for those also who don't know about Nice, you have to write a business plan as part of like your qualification, right? So you're you go through a short business course on how to do small business. You write a business plan. And you took my course in that time period too. So did At you? At the same time, yeah. right? So did you have to do a business plan that shows I'm going to use my blog to sell a course? Is that yes. kind of what happened? Yes, yes. As I was going through Blog Mastermind, I was also going. Yeah, I was combining the two. And Steve would be going, "Okay, what did you learn this week?" Because he was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> What did you learn? And it was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I would be talking. And he's like, and he's asking me all kinds of questions. And, do, and, do you remember like some specific aha moments? Because I'm always curious when someone like yourself who doesn't come from a marketing background, is there anything that really kind of what made you go, oh, like email marketing or something oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had no clue about email marketing. Never even heard of it. I was like, what's that? What's the autoresponder? What's the email? What is this? I mean, I had to look up almost all the terms. I didn't know any of those terms. And so it was like, oh, you can do that? Oh, because I was collecting emails from, like, there was a thing on the WordPress.com that automatically connects emails, but all it was doing was telling people when I wrote a post. Like, it was mm. just automatic. I wasn't doing anything with it. I had just said, oh, that's a widget or whatever. Okay, I'll add that. You know, <laughs> you know, it was, it was about as innocent as that. I didn't know how to right. use it. And so I think the biggest thing that I, that I was excited about myself was seeing that you could do such a thing as an online product. It's like, what? What? You know, because I was already burnt out from the services. You know, I, the services in my industry are really important. I can't just blow them off, but I also get burnt out if I do too much. So the fact that it's like, oh, you can do online services. Yeah, I mean, online products. Oh my gosh. Because you remember, I was thinking the video course or whatever, you know, at, at first point. So, and then just learning, because uh, I just explode with ideas of what I, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. I, I'm terrible, terrible, terrible at, at mm. all these fantastic good ideas. Yeah, I do the know. same thing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an entrepreneur curse. Yes. Take us forward. So, all right, you're finishing these. Like, what did you dive right back into writing more blog posts with the intention of, okay, email list, sell course? Oh, well, well, by the time I, when I started, with Nice, I started with you in March, or maybe it was the beginning of April before I actually started with you. And I just started following your your plan. Like, you know, the, all those things that you do, your about page, your sales page, your this, you know, test, do your test market, see what, see if anybody, and I had joined Laptop Lifestyle at that point. I mm-hmm. joined that as well and tossed out the, your, you know, first thing you do is you test to see if anybody will, will buy your services if you put mm-hmm. it out there. Mm-hmm. And so I, the quickest thing and the easiest thing was, of course, was to do a call, coaching call, right? Right. So I put that out there and I got... Oh, I you charged more that. this time, didn't you? Not much Not more, but a little, <laughs> a little We had a lot more. of coaching calls, I remember, with trying to get you to raise your prices. <laughs> so. Yes, because I felt so bad for my broken people. To me, that because I'd been in uh, living in poverty, actually, for a number of years at that point, really, seriously. And that just sounded like so much money to me. And I was like, oh, 
I can't, I can't even, I couldn't pay that. How can I ask anyone else to pay that? You're talking like $99 for an hour of your time or something like that? Was that? Yeah, what, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How much do you charge today for a coach a call with uh, you? Well, for a call, I'll charge 177 but for a video, I charge more. But most people will choose, at this point, I'm finding um, most people are choosing the 299 video call. That's mm-hmm. what they pick. I, I have six options. I have six, I mean, I have three different phone call sizes and three different video charges uh, options. And I get most often my highest video. What, is, is, yeah, either the 90 minute or the two hour video. Interesting. Is what, okay. is what they pick most of the time. Sometimes, sometimes the hour call for those are the top three. Okay. But back then you were just validating once again, can I charge for my services just to get back on your feet with some yeah. cash flow? Right? Well, and like you said, test, test your market, see if anybody will buy that. And I had, a, I had my first request the first weekend. Like I had like two or three calls come in in that first like request come in in that first week. I was like, Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> how did you uh, promote I mean, it? Did you just do a blog post saying I'm, I'm here again or yeah, because the blog had never really closed, you know, so I, I just was doing all the things that you said to do. Yeah, I put out a, some sort of message, it's been about page and some sort of something. I, it would have just been a blog article, I guess, because I hadn't started working with Carrie very much yet at that point. If you didn't have an email list yet either, if I'm remembering. No, right. no. So you would have just gone back to your blog, you, you did a new about page to to follow my instructions, to tell a life story, that sort of thing. Yeah. Then you write a blog post saying, hi, I'm back and I'm available. Yeah. Or no, no, I mean, I'm back. Just I'm available for yeah. well, calls Well, again. I did. I did. I called it welcome back to coaching or welcome back to calls because okay. I had done it before. And then I said, yeah, I've come back now. I'm back. And because people people would occasionally write, are you taking calls? I'm like, no. You know, but <laughs> at that point in time, you know, it's like, yes, okay, I'm back. And really, I got calls within, I got so many thing you ask for is can you get 10 purchases or something if I remember yeah. right this is a while a long time ago now <laughs> I think the difference but, here maybe also it's worth pointing out is back when you did calls before and emails where you were charging 25 or 50 dollars you got burnt out from doing all of that and yes. then this time around you hear me tell you do 10 calls but it's not just about the money it's about discovering more about your target audience so you are being more strategic in terms of validating your market, what do they want help with? How much will they pay? So that's that was a different kind of more business mindset you had this time around. Well, yes, it was a learning thing because I was going mm. through my business course and I was going through your course. So I was way into business classes. I loved it, it really. But it was it didn't feel as Bernie Audi at that point because let's see, let's see, I have my technical terms because I, <laughs> I meant your I first headed, burnout though. <laughs> yeah, well, and I see I was well rested from my five years off. Right. And I was in a place of dire necessity, like because it's like, okay, I'm on my own in a foreign country. I got to do something here. And so I was highly motivated as well. But also because your process gave me, it wasn't just like, oh, all you have to do coaching calls forever and a day because I thought, oh my gosh, that'll just burn me out. How long will I last? A year, two, how long will I last? You know, but you said, no, no, do that as a short term. And then you build your products and you build your other things. And I thought, oh, okay. If that's just a, a part of the process, I can handle that because I'll have this other stuff happening over here that provides the extra income. And so it felt encouraging. It was a, it was the balance. It was the balance. Because I know I have to talk to my people. There's no way I can't not talk to them. But that doesn't have to be my only income if I have these other things that I can sell and other things I okay. can do. So take us forward. You did 10 calls. So that 
They were well, and then it was just just do it, like just keep doing it, like take the calls, build, start working on your email thing. We, I had a big, it was a big ordeal to move my blog from WordPress.com to WordPress.org. So and by so that this time, is when I, you got discussing dissociation.com for the first time. Is that well, right? I, no, I, I started discussing dissociation.com back in 2008. Okay. So you just have to move yeah. the back end from .com to .org. Yes. And it was, well, Carrie, you, you asked Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, the blog <laughs> okay. mechanic. Yeah, we should give Carrie a shout <laughs> yeah. out here. Carrie, the blog oh, mechanic.com is a very, a lot of my students use Carrie for their, their blog tech needs. So the blog mechanic.com and you are probably, and still are probably one of our most consistent clients, I would suspect. I, yes, I, I still work with her. Every, she gets emails from me every week (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes many times a day depending on what we're doing at that moment but yeah her first big task was to scoot this because i still i had a seven and a half year blog by that point on wordpress.com that she had to move all the way over to wordpress.org we were completely changing the the look or whatever the what is it called the theme you know i had to do all those things that the brand new people do because i because my blog wasn't set up to be anywhere appropriate. I didn't mm-hmm. have a, the email sign up. I didn't have the the new design, you know, all the things that you need. You know, I didn't have the above the fold, put your thing here. And I didn't your, have your, any your of email that opt-in stuff. box is what you're yeah. referring to. Right? Yeah. So, all, all the stuff that everybody knew has to do. I had to do that too on the new site because I didn't have that on my, on my existing site. I did have the content. So I was fortunate in that sense, but I didn't have all those bits and pieces that you got to do to make your engine working, right? So that was a huge job. That took us months of time because there was just so much to do and it was complicated getting everything ready and picking this out and picking that out. And in my population, this is the other thing with my people, they, they, because they've been hurt with so many different things, they get triggered and they get, they can get easily into flashbacks or body memories, all that kind of stuff. Like certain things can hurt them real quickly. So I'm very picky about colors. I'm very picky about design. Like you can't have that. You can't have that. It has to be mm. this, has to be that. Poor Carrie. I mean, it, it, you know, it's just like, oh, sorry, that's a great picture, but my people can't have that. Oh, there's too much red in that. Red reminds my people of blood or pain or anger. So sorry, I know it's a great marketing color, but not for my people. She's learned a lot too over the years. <laughs> No, there's certain, and there would be like a picture of somebody reaching out with a hand where, and I said, oh, sorry, I can't have that kind of hands because hands reaching out to grab people, that's like, you know, so it was a constant monitoring of what to put on or not. And I was, you know, it's just much more stricter in my, in my area, but that's okay. There's plenty of things to pick from. We just had to simple it down into what actually worked. Okay. Did coaching calls get you to that $10,000 a month? Oh, yes. Actually, that's what happened. That's right. Because while while all this is happening, I'm still doing the coaching calls, right? I'm still doing the coaching calls, coaching calls, coaching calls. And then I landed, for lack of better words, not actually appropriate way to say it, but um, a person decided they wanted to, to come work with me on a very intense level. Okay. And, and I do what I call intensives. I've always done them for years, but I didn't advertise that at the point at that time they... I had talked to them on occasion on the phone and then they said, well, hey, what if I come out to where you are and can we work intensively in person? Because they weren't you know, anywhere near me at that point. Uh, can I come stay there for a chunk of time and work with you intensely in person? I was like, yeah, because I have done that before. Of course you can do that. And so that's how I got the first $10,000 check is that they came and spent 
a big chunk of time. And I had raised my prices enough by that point that I was charging it a thousand dollar day. So it could be either one, I think I was doing one forty nine an hour and then, or a half day was a certain amount or a full day was a thousand dollars. And they booked a whole series of thousand dollar days. Mm, wow. that's, and that's how I got my $10,000 check. And I couldn't believe it. I hadn't had that much money in a year in, you know, at, at one time. And it, it, I still remember the call because Amanda was leading um, little, little blog mastermind calls at that point in time from the um, laptop lifestyle. And I told it to them first and I couldn't even get the words out without crying because it was so, it was so amazing to come from this place of living in a, in a car and being homeless for how, you know, or for a while. And then the threat of homelessness for a good long while and, you know, and it was so ridiculous because here I'm this professional woman, like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it, it, the, in the bottom of this barrel, I don't know, how did this happen? And so it was just, it was so emotional to have come from that bottomness to like, wow, there are people out here that yeah. A, value my my information, what I teach, but, but two, can provide something more than a $5 email. They can act, they can, my services are valuable enough to them that they will provide what felt like to me top dollar in order for me to work with them. And it was totally 1000% life changing. And they all found you because of this blog that you consistently worked on. Absolutely. Because the other, the old website died too, when the, when the, like it went down under blah, 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 long story. It's not even, you can't even see it. It's not even up there anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's important to highlight too that not only is this a business where you get paid, but it's something that people really need. So, you know, it's good that you're, you find a way to keep helping people that doesn't burn you out because you're helping people. And that's what really matters here too. You're helping people with potentially like a, it's a life changing therapy that, that you're providing. Yes, you make great money from it, but if you burn yourself out, then you stop as you did for five years. Yeah, help. I know. People. Yeah, yeah. I can't be a life a lifeguard if I'm going to drown, and I right. knew that. I knew that I'd, I'd done that already, and I wasn't going to go back. It was. It ended up being way too much headache, way too much trouble, way too hard for me, way too exhausting. And if I can't even pay my own bills while I'm dealing with the heaviness of blood and gore of of sexual abuse and, and trafficking and prostitution and mm. family violence and and self-injury and people stabbing themselves. I mean, I'm not even beginning to tell you these are these are just the simple things and nightmares and like it's just heavy, heavy yeah. work. Talking and, about that all day would be not so yeah, fun. Yeah. 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 So I, I had to have a way to get a break from it as well, but still but still be in the field. And so that's where the blog was really important because it, it let me provide a hands-on touch, but yet not be hands-on. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really want to highlight, especially for people listening in who are like you, Kathy, and they have a, a skill set that they know can really help people, but they feel uncomfortable charging enough for it. And they probably have given so much of themselves over the years helping people for, yeah, the $50 an hour coaching or $25 email support, whatever it is. And by charging more, you allow yourself to live in a situation where your finances are stable. So you are stable enough to help these people. And I think, you know, that's what you've got to remind yourself when you do raise your prices. Yes, it's going to be unfortunate. There'll be some people who just simply are not financially able to hire you, but they get help from your free content. That's what I always tell people too, with my own teaching, like there's so much free information that I provide. You can do a lot with just that. 
And then for everyone else who can afford you, by you making a good living from what you're doing, you're free to provide better help for free information as well. Like when you get paid well from your paid clients, you are then able to build a team to produce more resources, to get more information out to everyone who's not paying for information. So I think it's important to understand that. Build a healthy business and you actually help more people. So that's why you should charge more is my my summary here, which I think you're a living example of. Oh, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. I mean, I, I struggled with the guilt for the longest time. And then I realized, you know, I kept saying to myself, but if I go under, I can't do it. I can't do it at all. And so it was a bit of a struggle, but but I'm not there anymore. You'll be glad to know that. <laughs> but but also I'm not there anymore because I have more to deal with. Like, you know, as it grows, now I, you know, I do, Carrie does do three different websites for me. So my bills, what to pay Carrie each month is I have to cover that. I needed that inbox done person to come and deal with my emails. And I needed money to cover that. I needed my other person to come in and help. And I need money to cover that. And so it's like, oh, well, wait a minute, you know, if I'm going to have this team, I have to raise my prices in order to provide for my team, in order to provide for myself. I mean, it all circles around, right? Yeah. And the, But the more I do, the more um, needs to be done. And so therefore, you, have, you, mm. you, you know, the whole idea of you have to have enough income to keep the machine going. And so the struggle is not the same now because it's it, exactly right. I have 400 free blog articles out there, 400, over 400. If they want to learn something, they can learn something. There is free stuff out the wazoo. And I do plenty of free stuff. I got videos and all, and I will always do free stuff. I got free ebooks, things like that. But the things that really drain me, I've learned like, no, no, no. I have to have enough to live on. Like I have to keep myself afloat. And if I'm, um, and, and what's happening now is if I'm really tired, I don't have to take that call today. See, that's, that was what was before the problem. Like I was like, Oh, I don't have enough income. I have to take a call even if I'm tired. Like it, it was getting to that point. Well now, now I don't have to like on that. If I'm really too tired today and a call comes in, I can say, well, you'll have to wait till Tuesday or Thursday or what, you know, whatever, which is a giant difference. Because I just, I have to protect myself from burnout. Yeah. Bottom line, I know that. Well, let's, let's continue the story though, because today your business is bigger. It's, it's, oh, yes. It's, <laughs> you've got a paid community again. Um, yes. You just did a huge conference in Phoenix yes! where you were the main speaker. So it's, I was. it's a lot's happened in the last three, four years. So, but let's, let's do this in order. So you you get this intensive client, you had your first $10,000 a month. I'm assuming you've moved back into your own place at this point, out of the car. Oh yes, yeah, I was in my own place by March. That's in order to in order to take blog the whole thing. I to had to be my in my own place right. and where I could have internet. See, that was my thing. I oh, had to course. have a stable yeah. place to have internet. <laughs> but I did move to a, my own place after that anyway because I got out of that place to went to my okay. own place. So you finished my course. You finished the East program. I'm assuming by then your blog is looking like like I see it today. You've got a free report. You give away to get people onto an email list. Your, your blog is full out now. Like everything, your cons- consultations are listed there. But let's go forward. So, what did you do next? Is I, I really want to know how you started to expand your product base. And I say this knowing that you and I talked on so many coaching calls <laughs> with your constantly working towards a product launch. It seemed like it was a never-ending, I'm going to do this launch, but it never kind of makes yes. it happen. But explain, what did you, like, did you only do consulting for like 
the next two or three years? Like, what did you next release in terms of product? Well, I actually really seriously did a lot of consulting for the next year because turns out that person that hired me for the first 10 days, they ended up deciding to to move over to my area for a chunk of time. So I had a year of intensive consultation. Yeah. And so, and I couldn't turn that down. <laughs> well, first of all, I wasn't going to because, again, that's a, that was a person that worked really, really, really hard on their healing. And they're doing fabulous right now, by the way. I'm so proud of that because we put a very serious year into, and that's an unusual, well, it's not the first time that's happened, but it is an unusual situation where someone can has the financial wherewithal to just say, hey, can I be with you for this chunk of time? How, whether it's two months, three months, six months, I don't know how long, but until I can go back. And I was like, fine. And so that first year wasn't the plan, but when someone shows up and say, I will pay you several thousand dollars a month to work with me, then you go with it. So it's an important kind of lifeline for you climbing out of your financial hole too. Like I I can imagine, yeah, you don't want to do that all the time, but at that point to get some stable income, I realized you wouldn't take six of those people on at once because you'd burn out again. <laughs> but right, having right, that right, one right. person was was a lifeline, right? Right. I still needed that stability because I, I had so much to do on the blog, so much to change and, and writing things and changing things. I had to write my email sequences. Like, and you don't get paid doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you you eventually do. But I mean, all those things take take time. And so it allowed me to continue to work on the basics of what I needed to have on a, on a machine while I was still doing basically full-time clinical work. Right. And so who on earth would ever think that from the blog, I got a client that would, <laughs> I don't even know the full thing, but I bet you over a course of time, they paid 80,000 bucks. I bet they did mm. over the course of time. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I've never had that an $80,000 client myself. So that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, not on a day, not no. in a day, but, but, but over the course of time, like yeah. over the course of a long chunk of time. And yeah. that was life-changing for me, life-changing for that family. And they're doing very, very well now, right now. But that's, and I, I just got a, another little thank you email from them just you know, a couple of weeks ago and, and yeah. pictures of all how things are going wonderful. And it, it makes, so it makes my heart warm. It makes me feel very good about what I'm doing. So yeah, I did take that first year there to spend a lot of time doing that. And, and so therefore, of course, when you're balancing stuff, you, I didn't get as much done at a, on the blog itself mm-hmm. and some of my products. And I did work on this one product line for a long time. And you said to me, you're never going to get that out there. <laughs> 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 and I didn't. Um, it's still sitting there. And part of the complication was we started, you know, as I was working with Carrie, we were changing different things and moving to different, you know, better, fancier pages and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know how to transfer what I was working on. I could still probably do it. I just needed to simplify a bit. But I also know if I work too far like I know what I'm like in terms of in my, my <laughs> I do, and I know what my population's like, and I know when I have these heavy months of time, it's like okay, I know October, I'm not going to get anything done on the blog because I'm going to have a plethora of of people, and and then again at, at this time of the year, and at this time mm. of the year, and it's this time of year, and I know when my heavy months are. When did the the services arbitrage business come into this? I think that came in in 2000, like a year later, 2017. Because that was a big deal. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because that was a bit. That's right. Maybe that was an exception. Because what is services arbitrage? For those who don't know, what is services arbitrage? (laughs) It's where someone else works, you know, with you or for you, really, 
and they do the service, but I do the admin and I, it's all on my website and it all goes through me. So I've got all the administrative side and the, the marketing and all that kind of stuff. And they you bring do the, the actual customers. service. Yeah. yeah. And they do the actual service and then we split the profit like or the, the income or whatever. What's the right word? The um, revenue. Yeah. The revenue. There we go. We, we split that. So they get paid one percentage and I get paid another percentage. So once I set up the, like I set up the structure and then they work, they work underneath that. Okay. So did you like think, okay, I've got people emailing me asking to do email consultations. I have already way too much writing to do for my blog and my email sequences, but I don't want to say no to this income source. I have this friend who has a similar skill set as I do, or at least enough to help these people on email. Let's approach them and see if they'll start this services business sort of side stream with me. Is that kind of what happened? Or That is exactly what happened. Yeah, because I have people asking for things all the time because sometimes my people are afraid of phones or they're afraid to talk or they, they, don't, they can't speak and they want to write. And I did, I did not want to do that because it takes me way too long to write. I'm a slow writer. But I knew this wonderful, very talented expert writer. And, and sure enough, she was willing to come on. And she did. So, yeah, that was a big thing we added through the summer of 2017. How well has it gone? Oh, fantastic. It's one of those things that comes and goes. Like, you know, sometimes there'll be dry spells and then there'll be other spells. But we've had a couple situations where people would throw lumps at at the email consultant in like $2,000 chunks. Like, Mm. you're kidding me. (laughs) But they would write this big giant book of of a situation and they would send it to her and and then say, okay, well, you reply back to that. And so the reply back was also a big giant book, but they would pay, you know, $2,000 for that, that service. Do you know how much you've generated from that that little side business over the years? um, I haven't added it up, but it's, it's an ongoing thing. I mean, Right now, uh, we also like like well, you think it would be, you, could you it would say be in the like thousands. A, like would it, it would be, be a thousand dollar a month extra income stream for you, like roughly? I don't know what you probably uh, not. It has had some thousand dollar months. Definitely, it's had some quite a few more than a thousand dollar months. But other months, but overall, to average, probably not that much every month. But that changes because actually, right now, there's two or three or four people doing an ongoing thing, and we've added subscriptions, email subscriptions, where people by it's like a email subscription service we have agreed to pay they pay a certain amount per month and then they the the email consultant and that person work out a schedule like they're mm. going to write once a month or twice a month or whatever it is for each person and so there's several different things of that and so it's not a high dollar thing but it's, yeah. it's but it doesn't matter it's a it's an additional service it provides an income for the email consultant and it provides a service that that I don't want to do and it provides income. Mm. Like, I, you know, I, sometimes $300 a month or $500 a month, that adds up. Yep. Um, now you, it's reminding me my, my first full-time income came from a services arbitrage business that was also very seasonal. So I, I'd have a month where I'd make $5,000 in sales and I'd, you know, I'd keep two and a half thousand after I paid the service providers. And then I'd have summer and they'd be like, oh, maybe $500 would come through. And then boom, there'd be like a really busy two-week block. And I, I might make even seven, $8,000 in sales in that, in that block. And because it's service arbitrage, you don't use a lot of your time 
to deliver right. it. You just pass on the work to your your partner or your your contractors. Right, right. Once it was all set up, I did a lot of a lot of time at the beginning. And every now and then, I will, you know, she'll ask me, "Well, what do you think about this?" Blah 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 blah. And and so I will contribute with different things. But for yeah. the most part, she knows her stuff. She knows it really well. I will jump in if there's any questions or if there's anything we need to do on an admin level. And you know, occasionally there is, and we need to sort sort things out. Hmm. But mostly, she's got enough that she wants to handle. If she wanted more, we could market it and make it a bigger thing. But she's got enough for what she's she's happy mm. with that amount. I am happy with that amount. It's not. It's never meant to be the main thing. I think it's uh, really worth pointing out the fact that this is an option for a lot of people who have a business where you're providing help. If it's coaching, if it's selling courses, whatever it is. But I have a probably don't know this, but I send customers to carry through a service we set up called blogsetupservices.com. I do know that. <laughs> right. And that it's not a huge income stream for me either, but it is an extra, you know, $400, $500 a month, fairly passive because I get people coming through my email sequences. Some of them are just at the start and want to set up a blog. So I say, go to blog setup services. Carrie delivers the service and we share the, the profit from that. And, you know, that's just providing a service to a need that was already in my market. Same with you. You were providing a service to a need that was in the market that you personally could not solve yourself. I couldn't solve it myself. I'm not a tech person. I didn't want to build a team around that. So you found a partner and away you go. So I think it's that's worth highlighting for anyone listening in who might be in this situation too. You might be in, have a second business somewhere hidden in there if you just find the right partner. But let's let's continue your story because we've been getting it's almost an hour and a half here. <laughs> really long story. <laughs> so, so you've you've gone from you're basically reactivated this discussing dissociation.com business. You were doing private calls, then you've got an intensive ongoing situation with a, a client. Then you added email consults through a services arbitrage business. Now, all of this is just being fueled for people coming from your blog, right? That's ultimately yeah, where all they're coming from the blog. 100%. What happened next? Was the next product the membership community? No, I did I did get a digital product out there. I finally did actually get one. Okay, what uh, is it? Well, it's just called my Saddest Little Bear Story Pack. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, it, and it's it's an entry-level product for people that um, a lot of times when they start their dissociative healing journey, they feel sad and lost alone. And so it's geared for the beginnings of the healing process. And theoretically, I'm like an ebook or... No, it's a whole product. It's a, they they buy a membership. You ready? So it's it's based on a, a membership site, although it's not a form. But but they have to buy a buy the rights to get to log into this secure place. Mm-hmm. And then on that on that site, they have I've got a series of videos. I got a whole series of education. We got a okay. So it's like a short course. Questions. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's technically a short course. Yeah. Okay. But it's got six videos, like some of them are like a half hour long. I mean, they're not short. They're they're big, long. Okay. And how well has it gone for you as a, as a product? I've sold several hundred of them. Okay. Yeah. Another income stream? Yeah. And, and see, it's done now. It's done. That was done in, I don't know, when was that done? I don't know, 2000, let's say 2018, just to throw it out there. And once it got done, it's done. You know, advertise it, did a 50% sale, all that kind of stuff. And now it's already in my uh, email, my so um, yep. 
yeah, just naturally mentioned in this in the sequence there. And so I still get sales all the time. Like I'll, it just will come in. I got a sale just the other day. So, I mean, it, it's random. I never mm-hmm. know. Some days I'll get three in a day. Some days I'll, it'll be three mm-hmm. weeks and then I'll get another one. But it just, it, it very much changes. I love hearing that part of your story probably more than anything because that <laughs> that's following the blog mastermind there we process go. from great. start to finish. <laughs> you, you build a blog, you create an automatic email sequence that sells digital product and you get these sales passively and you no longer do anything with that product. Right. It's all done and you get surprised. Three sales in one day, sale here. Yeah. And yeah I was having a bad day one day and I got three sales like, wow. You know, <laughs> that was awesome. And it's a $99 product that I did it when, when I, you know, in the beginning I had a little sale for half price and got a lot of, you know, number of people at that point, but I haven't done the sale on that since. It's one of those things I probably should pick up and, and throw out a sale every now and then because I would just have to do the, oh, I tried to do a sale. I did try to do a sale on this one time and then lost my internet. Lost <laughs> I feel like it. we I mean, talked a lot about this in coaching. We did. Too, that so. was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Because it I was a long time lost, coming, this product. Yeah. <laughs> lost my internet. Well, yes, because it was a big course and it took me a long time. I had to, it was creating videos and creating pages and like it was, it was a big course to do. So it took, it took a long time to put together. And then Carrie created a whole frame for it. And potential is this supposed to be story one, two, three, four, five. So I'm supposed to go on with the next ones. And of course, I haven't done those yet. Well, you moved on to do the forums. like I, I, Well, I'm- yes, but I had people asking. And I see, that's the problem I have because it's such a terrible problem. But, you know, people coming and going, oh, will you do this? Will you provide this? Will you provide this? And it's like, well okay, let's provide that again. And I have my email consultant, right? Mm -hmm. So I said to her, do you want to be the form manager? Because I don't want to do that by myself, not in a million years. Yeah, been there, done that, will not do that again. And we talked about it for a good long while, whether to go that route or not, because I know what it's like. (laughs) And I said, well, this is going to change. 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 Because in my original form, I didn't even have automated billing. (laughs) I had, to, I had to collect money from people and maybe they paid, maybe they didn't pay. It was a nightmare. So we decided, you know, enough people were asking and asking and asking and asking for the form. So it's like, okay, we'll put it together. So we did. I'm curious, what's the technical system for that today? Well, we've, we've improved it because the first, well, the first form platform we used ended up being just useless. So I actually had to build two forms in the same year because the first one was not anywhere near good enough for what we needed. So that had I built the first, built it on the correct platform in the first place, it would have saved me months of time. What is the correct one? What are you on now? I am on Simple Press. So that's just a WordPress plugin that turns WordPress into a membership site. I guess so. That's a carry question. (laughs) Yeah, I think it sounds like it. Yeah, so so now basically you have a product that people buy, they get sent a login, username and password, then they get access to a forum where there's other members writing every day, asking questions. Uh, I think last time I saw you post in my community that you get like a hundred a day of people oh, easily, making new posts. Easy, right? Easily, easily, yeah. What is your structure? Because you've done something different there. You've got like two levels of membership right now, two different prices. Is that right? Right. Okay. Because I get different, I have a related product, but it's not the same people and it's not the same approach. So when people join first, well, again, we're talking mental health, right? So they have to agree to different 
I have a whole behavioral guidelines page because I wasn't going down the path of before. So they have to agree that's required. They have to agree they will do this, but not this, or they won't do this and they will. So there's a whole list of things in terms of what my behaviors are expected for the form. So that's an important piece for me from before. Then they can join either on a monthly basis or an annual basis. So the, of course the annual is a little bit cheaper per month if they buy the whole annual. So if they join as the community forum, which is a peer support, and it's entirely meant to be peer support. Laura, my, my email consultant, she's the manager of that. She watches it. She reads the post. She, she makes sure that there's nothing terrible happening anywhere. I haven't had that problem because, you know, we've got the behavior guidelines, but also, it's, I don't know, I think it's just a different time frame for forms and if people want to go be horrible at, at an online group, they can go pick a different place. <laughs> and so they're not actually coming to mind very much. So on the peer support side, they are meant there to just write to each other and be, you know, chit chat with each other. And because dissociative people feel very isolated in the world and there's not that many, they want to hide it sometimes. They don't want to tell their employer, oh, by the way, I've got multiple personalities because, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's got quite a stigma, stigma. and stuff. So they get to go there and just hang out and talk about anything from gardening to their family to, you know, to what's your favorite movie to, you know, to any kind of serious level that they want to take it. But they also, you know, and most of them have their own therapist, their own place of healing or whatever, but, but they're in Kathy's form and they want to talk to Kathy. Well, Kathy's not going to join into that. So we had to make a separate a separate form. Um, we call that one the educational form. And they can go through the same purchase process. Well, it divides wherever technically, but that one is 79 a month. And the point of that one is where Laura and I will go down there and we will actually be involved in the conversations on that level. And we will write back, we will answer questions, we'll give them like tips, like actually, have you tried this? Have you tried this? And it's where we're actually doing presenting information and ideas and helping them along in their healing path. You know, they might have their own therapist wherever, but we, a lot of times the therapist will say, well, go ask what, you know, what will Kathy say about that? What will Laura say about that? And then, you know, so their therapists are asking them to ask us. So then we, you know, blah, 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 blah. So we're providing that ongoing education right then and there. Now, one of the things I also do in the education form, which I'm going to turn into a digital product because it's already, you know, partially done is I've done a whole series of video or sound recordings where I've been teaching something and I've done actually several series of those. So what I want to do eventually is turn those recordings that are already there, that are already made where I'm teaching my first group about stuff. I can put that in a package and then sell that as its own digital product, just as you know, informational consultation information mm-hmm. that I don't have to sell it within the form. I can sell it as its own outside, you know, like outside mm-hmm. of the form mm-hmm. because that's part of the teaching that we need to do. And because what I'm finding more and more and more after the Phoenix conference is that there's a lot of mental health people out there that are still asking, like, how do we do this? How do we do this? How do we do this? And so, so I can repurpose that content that I've made in my forum and put it in a package where people then can buy that, like just the recordings. They don't get the, the discussions and stuff because that belongs to the form, but they can have my recordings that are, some of them are five minutes, some of them are, are 45 minutes. Mm. And so that will become its own video. Again, if, well, it's, they're not videos, really. They're 
sound clips at this point. I can point. see where you're going. It's like you've yeah. got this opportunity to repurpose content into other products. And I'm sure your mind's buzzing. I've got all this content that if I could just package it up, I yeah. could have this short course here and this bundle here. Yeah. And we all do that, but you know, as information marketers, but I kind of love maybe summarize because we're probably should start wrapping up this yeah. uh, very long. Because not everybody's going to join the, the educational forum because they don't want to pay 79 a month, but no, maybe and- they'll buy that package for whatever, let's say a hundred bucks. They'll buy the package and they'll buy it once. And that's fine, but it's the same other than creating the actual framework of the content. You know, here, Carrie, put this in a, on a page or whatever. Right. It's already done. I've already recorded it. I've already edited it. I've already, it's already out there presented. So I just have to make it available for everybody. Yeah, and you're actually highlighting the point I just kind of wanted to make, the fact that your history now, and really it's almost all happened in the last four years. But even before that, if we look back at your entire business entrepreneur journey, you did one thing consistently, even when you're going through the worst moments of your life, which was to keep that blog going. And Mm -hmm. in some ways, it also kept going without you because it was just there helping people. But that was important because it was the platform for anything that was to come later. Now, Mm -hmm. what I also like about this, though, is you demonstrate and are going to continue to demonstrate the ways that an audience wants help from you. And each of these different modalities can be a, an income stream in the sense that sure, you know, coaching and phone calls is the usually the lowest hanging fruit. And you took that to the extreme to the point where you had someone move closer to you to work with you intensely and get that, you know, really personal experience with you, which the blog brought you that opportunity. Email right. consulting, another version of helping people, but in this case, for people who, who want to type, don't want to talk or you know, be face-to-face. And then you went to, well, you turned that into an income stream that someone else delivers through the services arbitrage business model. Then you did the one that most of us are more familiar with nowadays, which is selling a digital product. So a short video course in this case, you know, basically a bundle of information that they can consume at their own time. Another way to get value from you and learn. Then now you have a member community with two different tiers, one with coaching support from you and your partner, Laura, one just for the community that they interact with each other. Again, two different needs in the sense that you know they want a place to talk with fellow, I don't want to say sufferers, but people going through this experience in their life, uh, as well as get help from experts like yourself and Laura. So another kind of experience of this need and you know that you service with your audience. And then of course there's the most recent thing you've done, which was the conference this year in Phoenix, which we can briefly mm-hmm. talk about where obviously that's you know a multi-day event, a little bit different because of COVID. It's not going to be a thousand people jam-packed into a, a conference center, but you still had people in person and you personally delivered, I believe, most of the content too. But I just want to kind of wrap up that point by saying, you know, you have, you did one thing consistently for over, it's going to be two decades soon. When we hit like 2023, you'll be 20 years of writing this blog roughly, or, you know, a version of it basically. And then you had all these different, slowly but surely, especially in the last four years, income streams to meet the needs of that audience in different ways pop out. And of course, each one of those is contributing to your own stability and giving you the ability to keep Carrie as an ongoing uh, tech person. Hire from my company inbox, Donnie briefly mentioned it before, We Kathy has one of our uh, actually has the same email manager as I do, Alex. He's the best. <laughs> Working He's for the you. Best. 
right? So, and you know, you were actually tied for our first ever customer for Inbox Done, and you're still with us like three years later now, almost four years. So you've obviously found that helpful, and you have yeah. a business that can justify paying for it. And it's an, I can only imagine with the amount of um, people emailing <laughs> you and coming at you, I'm sure Alex is probably spending half of his day saying, well, you could buy this membership site or you could hire Kathy for a phone call. Or you could yeah, take he, this email consultant. He does. <laughs> he's got he's got lots of emails. That, yeah. I mean, and when we were going through the conference process, we were getting like, you know, because he empties the inbox out every day, right? Right. And there'd be, he'd come back on a Monday, there'd be like a hundred and some emails there against like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Alex. I felt so bad with him in August. I mean, he probably didn't do much for you because he was working for me in August. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, mine's not as busy as yours. I wasn't speaking at a conference either. So uh, maybe oh, you can man. put a tie a bow on this. Uh, Kathy, how did the conference come about? And well, somebody read my blog. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> and they've been reading my blog and said, we don't have anyone that knows how to do that in our area. Will you come teach us? And I was like, oh, okay. And they said, well, if we build it, will you come? And I said, sure. And, but, but it's because they found me on the blog. That's exactly a thousand percent where that came from. And it was weird with COVID because we ended up having to do a partial live. The venue was even still closed. It was all weird. But we, they allowed us because we said we would keep our numbers below. Like Arizona said we had to stay under 50. Say, so, okay, we'll stay under 50. And then we added Zoom, which we weren't going to do, but we changed it to Zoom. It was just very complicated. But we had over 200 people there. I'm, my income probably from that was probably around 20000 which is not bad for a first-time conference, if you ask me. Or weekend's work. I was happy. Well, it was yeah. a little more than week's work. Well, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> Show, <laughs> Showtime is the weekend. <laughs> yeah. But on top of that, there was people, like, listen to this. There were people that signed up for the conference that had been on my email list that I'd started way back, you know, whenever in 2016, 17. I had never heard from them ever. And then they joined, they came to the conference and they said, oh, it's because we're getting emails from you. And I was like, really? Well, hello, who are you? You know, but they hadn't purchased anything, but they were, boom, they were on it when it was time for the conference. They were there. They were getting there the you know first days. They were, you know, they were buying the, you know, what was the sale price? It was whole $25 cheaper, but they were buying it. And it was amazing the rush of people that joined the conference from the email list. Mm. People I did not know. I mean, and so and then from there, of course, people joined the forum. From there, people have had consultations. From there, people have had email consultations. From there, people have brought the little bear story. And, you know, like it's just it's just rippled out and rippled out and rippled out and rippled out. And then all that was even happening before the conference. So the conference has been a massive game changer for me this year. And they want another one. So we'll probably do it again. I'll do it better. I love it. I love and, the And the it'll be oh. another digital product. Of course. Because all well. those videos and all the things from the conference are going to be packaged again as well into a digital product. Because right. it's evergreen. It's evergreen Recordings. teaching. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. And of course, it cements your preeminence, your, your status as a leader. And the trust factor is huge, which is also what leads to more sales as well. So I Well, love it was it. international, Yaro. It was well. international. I had people from five different continents. Like, Love it. seriously. And then <laughs> and people flew in from all over the, I mean, they couldn't come in from other countries. They would have come in from other countries, but COVID did not allow that. But I had people from across yeah. the U.S. fly yeah. there. More people flew in than from, from Phoenix itself because Phoenix was in a real state of flux at that moment. 
but yeah, it was amazing. I can't it was wait to see the 2021 and, version of that. That that will be yeah. hopefully a COVID-free one, or at least COVID restrictions-free one, which would be amazing. Yeah, or at least we'll have a better idea how to how to approach it if it's yeah. that case. But yeah. yeah, not so last minute. But no, I love I love the ecosystem you've built, like essentially with the blog, adding the email list, and then this whole product funnel. You're you're a great example of like the blog a sales funnel that I have an infographic that we'll put up with this where you can see the different ways you reach people first, get them to your blog. In your case, I think it's a lot of Google search with people discovering you and maybe sharing your your content. And then you've got this range of products and services that meet the needs of people in different ways, different modalities, different pricing points. And you built a whole business around it. So congratulations, yeah. Kathy, for really like Thank you. you know, building something amazing, especially in the last five years. I feel like you've you know, the blog surely is longer than that. And it's, it's the bedrock, the platform that started it all. But really the product suite and the, and the smarter business model you've implemented now. So you don't, you don't get burned out again, really. I mean, you're right, working right. hard still, but... Right, you know, right. Well, that's, the, but that's exactly what I'm saying. The, the, having the ability to have that cushion for myself, if I want to work hard and do a few extra calls or, you know, if my heart leads me to... I mean, that happens too because I, I don't turn them all down, but I don't do them free. I don't do them for $5. I have my bottom line price. And if I'm going to give them something, I give them extra time. So they still have to buy at my price level, but I still give, 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 give when I, you know, in all these other ways. So, but yeah, I've decided that's just, if I don't stay afloat, I can't do anything. So sense. therefore I have to stay afloat. So one last question, I think, until we call this interview marathon done. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners who are listening to this, if you can think back over, you know, everything we've talked about and everything you've lived through, what do you want to highlight, especially for those who are listening, who are basically Kathy's in the sense that they have some kind of skill set that they perhaps developed and now are turning into an online business or maybe it already is an online business but they they feel trapped in that kind of burnout cycle where they're just doing phone calls and never going to make enough to really survive what are you know one point two points three points that has been a big difference for you now looking back especially over the last five years well i didn't have to reinvent the wheel because you truly teach the steps like do this do this do this do this and it will work and it's like oh well, you're right. So that is one thing. Like, just do what you say. Like in Blog Mastermind, follow those things, build that stuff, do all those little. St- I mean, there's a lot of steps. It takes a. I mean, point one A, you know, one B is you got to be dedicated and you got to stick with it. And if you're going to spend six minutes at it, then quit. Well, okay. Well, you won't get anything. But you have to know that it. You know, if you're going to put in the effort for the long term, it actually really will work because it does. It does, but you have to do all the little steps. And if you do them each diligently and you do them all well, you will get the results. That's bottom line. That's how I, that's, that's all I can say is what you taught me to do with my skill worked. And then I get to add my own creativity, match it with my own lifestyle or whatever. But I mean, if I, I would never have known what, what to do other than following the process, right? I didn't know those things. I didn't know what email list was. So just do it. <laughs> just <laughs> do it and follow what he says because you 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 know what you're saying. You know you know what you're saying. It's like I want to say to people who come to me as my in my expertise area, like just do what I say because it'll work if you do it. Like if you don't do what I say or what I'm teaching you, yeah, you're gonna have those those falls, blah 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 blah. But if you actually follow the process, and of course you'll get results. But you know have to stick with it. It's not fast. It's not quick. It's not gonna happen in ten minutes. 
So because you know I've spent oodles and gobs of time, but but now I now look in COVID. I'm stranded across the world, away from my home. I can still work, right? Why? Because I have an online business. Like, see, things like that happen. Everybody else is crashing in COVID. I don't have to crash because I can be, even if I'm sitting in an airport, I can theoretically work on my business if I need to. Like, it it gave me, it was amazing, the the panic I, I didn't have to experience this year when all the world was closing down. I just said, okay, well, I'll sit in this room, do my business from here. So that's amazing in itself. Well, I wasn't expecting the, the the plug from my my process, but I appreciate that, <laughs> Kathy. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, because I, that's what it is. That's no, what it is. I mean, that's if, if you ask, what do I want to tell people? Like, just do it. Like, do it. Do the do the process because it because it works. But you have to do it. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and you're a good example. I mean, you you did it one way that didn't work for maintaining energy and financial stability. You then went through business training and blogging training with me. That gave you a, a process that could lead to more energy management and financial management. Still lots to do. I know your head's brimming with all the products you want to release and conference two and so on. But mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you, you built something stable now. And, and you, you're echoing something that if you listen to, like I have a, as you know, a success stories page of so many people. You know, there's, there's Tian, there's Mitch, there's all these people over the years. And what you're saying is repeated by everyone. It's like, you just have to stick to it for yeah. it to work like that. And yeah. following a smart business model, because you, you can stick to things that are not the right business model. And you know, that'll lead to the burnout you experienced, I think. Yeah. So you got to make sure you're following something that is leveraged to a degree. In, in this case, your blog and your email list give you the potential to have leverage from things like a, an $80,000 client. Uh, $20,000 conference, who, a membership site, you know, all these things. So Who knew? Who knew? But I mean, I think you guys told me that um, when I was struggling with pricing, like there are people out there who also have an income and still are in pain. And just because they have an income doesn't mean they shouldn't be able to get help. I've heard you say this before, like maybe you weren't charging enough. People didn't think you were offering something of value. Right. Well, okay. Because the, even when I raise my prices, I, I still get people that can do that. And like, I just added that up, that upper price of the 299 video call. Why is that one my highest one? Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you, you know, it's, it's so you just know there's people out there and to believe that. And because that was, I struggled with that for many years, as you know, I had to practice selling puppies to raise prices. <laughs> Remember that? Remember, I had, you know, each litter of puppies, oh, well, maybe I'll charge a little bit more. Right. And then the next one, oh, maybe I'll charge a little, you know, but, and then it was a, a lesson to learn that, that yes, there are people out there that that have enough dollars, but are also in the pain that everyone else is, mm. and that way it can fund the the wheel so that everybody can be part of it. Love it, Kathy. Where can people find you and uh, more information if they want about you? I am at discussingdissociation.com. And let me spell it because no one can spell dissociation. It's discussing like a problem. And then D-I-S-S-O-C-I-A-T-I-O-N. Dissociation. It's not disso- dis- disassociation. That's not it. Right. It's dissociation. Dissociation, not disassociation. Dissociation. Yes. Right. Of course, yeah. we'll have the link in the show notes so you can always come to the show notes of this episode if you can't still figure yeah. out that domain name. But uh, yeah, and, and as I found it, I typed in discussing this, this, discussing dissociation Kathy into Google and I always find your blog that way. So yeah, yeah. There's a, another Kathy out there that's in this field that she's on the East Coast of the, or somewhere oh, else. But. Interesting. 
it just it and I, I'm told repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly that because I speak to my people like as a real person, like I just speak to I'm not all educational, you know, I'm all silly, goofy and quirky and weird how I am, but that that's what reaches them. And so that's what if you write how you are, like you write, like be real, like you got to be a real person. You got to be real with your audience because they will connect to that and then they will they will feel you and then you will can feel them because if you're fake and plastic they they don't they'll just go on to the next one so that is one of the other main things i would say lovely point be- to, to end it on i think kathy so fantastic thank you for sharing the the long version of your story i really appreciate going oh into that's all not your even background. the long version well the medium <laughs> version of it anyway i know there's more to each of those parts but certainly from a business point of view with that we really got a good feel for the evolution of your business. And yeah, keep it, keep up the good work. I love following your story. So I hope we keep seeing you in, in the Laptop Lifestyle Academy. Oh, yeah. And it's, I got it. Well, I put my products out there and then I'm going to race Tian. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well maybe other, not. Uh, maybe well, not. I, I laughed. A, she was asking me about a form of that. Oh, we're just switching places. I'm going to go do more digital products and now you're going to go do a form. So it was, gonna, <laughs> yeah. it was funny. Yeah, we'll see. No, well, I, well, I, you are still, though, the only example I've got of someone selling a digital course a community membership site and services arbitrage and conferences. No one I've ever hey, taught has done that's all right. four. And I'm not, I'm not done things. yet, Yarl. I am not done yet. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what's exciting is I, the, the world is my oyster out there. I can do a million more things and I will. And I will. It'll just keep going and going and going and growing and growing and growing. That's what's going to happen. Well, we'll keep following you. Thanks, Kathy. We'll talk to you You're on the very next welcome. edition. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the call. Can you believe it? This podcast started in the year 2005. It was one of the very first interview podcasts ever published, and I've loved doing it ever since the very start. However, the most important thing to me is the fact that you're here listening to my show. It means a lot to me. I put a lot of work into this, and it's all for you. Now, whether you're a long-term listener or perhaps this is the first episode you've ever downloaded, make sure you subscribe if you have not done so already. It's easy to do. Just open up an app on your phone or perhaps your computer, wherever you listen to podcasts. Could be Apple or Google, Spotify, YouTube. And just click that subscribe button and you'll get all my latest episodes as I release them. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to Yaro's podcast. For more episodes, visit yaro.blog and subscribe on iTunes or Google.